Welcome to episode two of Leave the Left to Us. Um, I'm joined here by Matt and our in-house historian, Cole. Uh, did you, Now, earlier we called you Master's Thesis Candidate, but you have since... Have you graduated? I, I graduate on Thursday, but I'm not going to that because I don't nice. want to buy $100 robes to wear once. It's also at nine in the morning, which I'm just not... I'm just not about that life. You can't not wear yet. those. You can't wear those robes to like a Cthulhu cult meeting or something. No, they're not very um, flattering of my form. I have uh, an, an amorphous form already, so those like long billy robes just don't add to that. And mm. um, yeah, I'm just not like into that. So I was, yeah, I'm not going to that. But I, I, I have, I have the the. So degree. if we if we call you. Uh, <laughs> Master Cole with a master's or Master Cole. I don't even know what the. Th- I do think you're legally required to call me Master. Okay. Well, since I, I do have the degree, well, I yeah. don't have it physically. They're gonna e- their email. They're gonna mail it to me. That was another to thing you. too. They're, I'm gonna. I was gonna walk across the stage after they probably mispronounced my name, and then they they're gonna give me a piece of paper. That's not even the real diploma. No, it's not. It's just a piece of paper saying congratulations. So um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't gonna do that. But Matt, yeah, um, uh, as of Thursday, sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. We're not really sorry. I'm 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 taking control of the podcast now. Um, you know, as of Thursday, yes, I'll be a master's candidate. Now, Matt, what were you? You had something you were gonna say? Well, no, I was uh, gonna bring up. Well, you know, I know. <laughs> oh my god, I know what you were going to do, Josh. <laughs> but since I'm here, uh, I'm taking control. So, Matt, why don't you tell us uh, what you're here today to talk about? Or yeah, go ahead. As resident master's thesis candidate for game of thrones i'm here to discuss how really shit this season is and yeah that's right we're going to do a deep dive in the game of thrones because uh if there's anything that three white dudes know to talk about it's game of thrones so (laughs) so we're we're like we're taking the reins from u.s politics for just a minute to talk about the politics of westeros (laughs) and how apparently the showrunners decided to throw all that out um and just go hey you know what uh Remember the George R. R. Martin story that everyone loves? Well, fuck that. Uh, which which point of the episode do we want to hit on? Because we could talk about the Night King and Arya. I wanted to to, to say when has this season lost you? Because I know Ooh, there's okay. a specific moment mm-hmm. that this season lost me. Um, but I wanted to ask. Just we can maybe go around. And yeah, maybe start with you, Josh, since I'm running things now. Um, you could just tell us uh, where it lost you, and then we'll just sort of go this way. Because, so honestly, I I was lost before the season started. Okay. Mm. Uh, season seven was atrocious to me. <laughs> I lo- I just uh, the whole going up north, the jumping around. Uh, you could tell like when they ran out of source material and they're just freeballing it. It the quality yeah. of the show went down. I mean, they they ran out of source material. What, like season five? I think it, it was, was after. Started. Yeah, it was season six. Was the first time that they <laughs> okay. went off. I like season six. I thought it season was, six was fantastic. Yeah, I I'll be honest. They sort of start to run together a bit. Yeah, but yeah. I would say generally, I liked season six. Um, so I, I've always been like a like a, a, a GOT slut. I'm a big slutty boy for it. So even season seven didn't really lose me that much. Mm-hmm. I was sort of mm-hmm. of the opinion that. Like it's fine, nerds, calm down. But yeah, since then it's been. But yeah, continue. Season so at, talking about season eight, episode one I felt was not exciting, but kind of necessary. We needed that reunion episode. I I got that. Episode two, I'm honestly trying to remember what even happened before the fight. Episode, it was like the setup. The, episode one and two kind of run together because they're basically like the same episode. I, okay, here's what I said. Yeah. I believe I said this to Matt earlier. Episode one and two should have been combined into just one episode. That would have been great. The battle with the Night King should have been probably two episodes, right. honestly. I fe- you can feel them cramming everything in at the last minute, and yeah. it does come off as forced. So I, I want to say, like, the point that it lost me as a show, I actually I enjoyed season seven. I was one of the few that did. Yeah. Um, and season eight, 
like the first episode was like okay like come on like we need to kind of hurry up here you know and episode two again is like the same thing um but the last good scene so far of game of thrones has been the hearth scene right. where he knights uh brianna and even yeah. then it felt a little fanficy. and then for like episode three i i liked episode three it was a little it, i didn't like it it was like okay i can kind of get into this a little bit um and it was better than like what came before it but um unfortunately like the ending of the episode was like a holy shit moment but at the same time you know you realize that this threat that they've been building up for multiple seasons and is like probably the main focus of the book like this threat is coming you know nature is winter is coming yeah um you know and and they just dealt with it in in one thing and like like we talked about this beforehand i i'm not upset that aria was the one that killed the night king i'm upset that the night king died yeah and even more so uh, I'm upset that he died in one episode, and even more so, I'm upset that John wasn't the one to kill him. Because even though Arya did have the skill set to kill the Night King, John's fight was with the Night King. Yeah, that was yeah. John's journey. He was the one from the beginning when he saw the White Walkers. He was the one that was championing that cause. And when they pinned him down by a dragon and him just yelling at the dragon, and then yeah. Arya killing the Night King, it was not Arya's journey was not to kill the Night King. Arya's journey was to become a badass assassin and kill the people who hurt her because she's a girl, yeah. essentially, yeah. in that society. That was not her fight. I I could have had her kill the mountain, had her kill Cersei, had her kill any number of people, and I yeah. would be perfectly... That would be great. She'd kill literally everybody but the Night I mean, King. She killed Walder Frey, and that was really cool. That was one of my favorite scenes of, of, of season six. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really cool. But mm-hmm. I agree with you in, that, in the sense that it, uh, yeah, it's really not her her deal, right, to be the one to do that. And so that's funny that you mentioned like him yelling at the dragon. Mm-hmm. So my dad, my, my my parents are big Game of Thrones fans, mm-hmm. um, and they uh, you know will talk to me about it a lot or talk at me about it. Um, <laughs> and um, they they watch the, the, the director's notes or whatever bullshit will come on afterwards. Yeah, so they'll watch that. And my dad was like, oh. The director said that John wasn't actually trying to fight the dragon. He was trying to distract him. That's bullshit. That is such a cop out. And I haven't seen it, so I don't know if that actually happened. My mom was trying to tell him, no, no, he didn't say that. My dad's like, no, he said he's distracting the dragon. And I was like, John doesn't know who's in, like, he's trying, I can guarantee you, he's trying to kill the thing so he can get to the Night King. Like, he doesn't know that Arya is about to do like her her Michael Jordan hand switch and murder him. Like it just felt like I, I would not put it past those two, the 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 guys or whatever the directors to yeah. say something like that because it's like, well they're I, idiots as evidenced by that that video that surfaced online after last night's episode. Yeah, where he was like where he says oh well like the the D- Danny was caught by surprise because she didn't know that the the like a, like a fleet's gonna sneak the Greyjoy fleet. Was she forgot the, about she it. She forgot about it, but the previous scene was them, was, talking. Was them talking about how the dragons were there to destroy the fleet. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, uh, again, that was, um, so that, that whole bit uh, with the, like, the fleet, like, appearing out of nowhere, that, like, I've seen, I've watched um, so many sort of um, horror movies, like slasher movies, and mm. that's, like, a thing, like, especially with Friday 13th, where... The, your big bad guy, right? Like Jason is as sneaky or as like blunderingly loud as the script demands he be. Mm-hmm. So there'll be scenes where, you know, J- Jason will, will announce himself way ahead of time. Right. And you can run and scream and whatever. Right. And there are times where this six, eight, 300 pound man just appears behind someone and murders them because it's just it's just what however they need to get him to the victim is how they're going to do it however they need to get the fleet to to danny is how they're going to do it so they just appear out of nowhere like she's on a fucking like she has the highest vantage point it's a fleet like you can't like just like not notice that that, that, that's coming well also like they didn't know that they had the dragon killing 
arrows. Like the they didn't realize the they didn't know ballista, that they, they right? didn't know that they had that. And so like instead of that, instead of saying, "Oh, she didn't know where the fleet was coming from," the dragons could have went to the the dragons could have went to the fleet, and she could have like, you know, the ballista could have like shot the dragon, and then she could have pulled away. You know, like, oh holy, shit. oh wow, there's a dragon killing weapon because they didn't know they had that. Right, because well, I mean, they, no, but they did. That, that's another thing. They did because at the oh yeah, you're right. The she battle was setting yeah. the Lannister armor, uh, armor, armor, army on fire. Like Braun tried to like shoot them. Um, yeah, uh, was well, it's not even that it's a ballista. It's like a 360. Like it's on a swivel. You like one dude can reload it. Right. Yeah. It's like a like a like a, a magazine fed <laughs> automatic cannon. It's like in Ro- the new Robin Hood movie where they're essentially using machine gun uh, arrows. Yeah, where they're like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Rapid a, fire. Like, historic. Well, I mean, it's not historic. I get that. It's just, it's just funny to see in this like land of magic and swords, you're in Greyjoy, basically on like the turret on um, in the Millennium Falcon, just like fucking, like just firing arrows. Um, he turns back in Han and like, I got him. Yeah, he's like, don't get cocky, kid. Um, but that's like, so I'll, I'll just say that's the moment it lost me. Mm. Like fully, like before then, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, this show's ass now, like straight up. And this is what I said: I said this show is trash, it's ass, it's sexist as fuck. And the reason it's sexist is because every single female yeah. after this last episode, it's proven that the unfortunately the Danny as a mad tyrant narrative is being pushed. And the point, the thing that I said earlier about it was that. Um, one thing that George R. R. Martin does very well is he takes tropes and he kind of subverts them, but not in like the stereotypical like subversion way where you know like it's the way coming. The show is doing right. Now. Right. <laughs> he, he he subverts them in the fact that like he recognizes that fantasy has a lot of tropes in it, and he like kind of you know you go oh shit like I didn't like you actually didn't expect that to come, and so the whole thing is like the setup with Danny being the Mad Queen is sexist as shit because like every single female. That are that is in the show is just even if it's not sexist, it's just bad storytelling because every single female yeah. in the show is just mad with power. Yeah, we should go into that the the like the Sansa stuff. Um, I, I wanted to talk about um, just real quick where it lost me like fully. Okay, and like the the dragons being sniped was just fucking like I got shot once. I'm like, oh oh no, and they got shot like three more times, and I'm like. So, and it just turned back to urine in that like fucking chair, um, and it just I just went I just rolled my eyes really hard because mm-hmm. um, I was just like, uh, of course, like of course that's where it's like it just feels like it's throwing shit at you to be like you didn't expect that did quite you? literally throwing at hey you. hey you fucking moron oh look at that he shot the dragon you didn't think that would happen oh Miss Sande's captured even though like like I, I love that too where like the, the the fleet gets destroyed right like fucking Tyrion has to like swan dive into the water yeah like I felt the, the 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 worst for Varys because it's like that big like you know I'm a big boy like I, I don't do well in the water I, yeah. I do not assume he does well in the water it's just thank God they all knew how to swim apparently um, and then Miss Sande's missing right and instead of you know oh she drowned it's like oh she's captured how convenient for the plot just yeah just to get get her to the point right so at, at the whole scene where they're about to execute her I'm like I'm over this. Also, they're just standing in front. There's a bunch of, like, ballista there. They could have just shot them all and killed them. Like, the dragon's in the fucking background. Like, yeah. You're telling me Cersei, of all times, is just going to say, yeah, I'm going to respect I'm gonna respect this meeting we're having. Instead of doing what she would have done, right, and say, okay, now now that we've decapitated her, shoot all of them. The <laughs> rules of war shoot, have never stopped her Shoot before. my brother. He's right there. Like, guys, it would be so easy. Like, seriously, it would to be so easy. To re-knock those arrows and shoot him. To just shoot him. Just do that. Also, shoot all the all the all those people behind them. Like, yeah. Um, but I like the first two episodes. I I thought okay, people complained that they were moving at a at a breakneck pace. Now they've slowed it down. I can get behind that, right? Arya got her dick in. That's great. I'm glad for all of them. I feel like all their 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 character, they're they're reaching the end of the line because I was like, th- episode three. They're gonna kill them, right? Which I was so I was so here for. Right? I want to see. I was like, I was like, like opposite Red Wedding, where it's like I want to see people die. Yeah, and everybody. Then, I won't even say that the dragon being shot was where it 
where it got ridiculous for me. It's that the end shot of the, of the episode three, where the lights all collapse, right? Which I, I'll say, I'll, I, I was hype for Arya killing the guy. You know, she pulled the MJ hand switch, killed him. I was like, fuck yeah. Um, and then all the whites died. And then who is left? It's just all the main characters. Yeah, it's literally everybody that has a name. And there's no, there's not even any like a handful of randos. So I literally was like, oh, I was, so some more people survived. No, it's literally Jamie. It's Brienne. It's it's Podrick. Like kill the fucking blacks. Like not blacksmith. Kill the fucking squire. Like, squire. Kill Gendry. Like these people don't matter. Why are you keeping them alive? Tormund, he gets to live just so he could be like, "Oh, see you, John. I'm going north with your fucking dog." We have to that you don't care about. We have to talk about Ghost. How he's not been. In, he wasn't in the show oh at God. all, like last it's so season. Shit, it's and, so bad and, the way they handled that. Yeah, it's just terrible. But it's 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 it's, they, it's like go north where our budget doesn't have to account for you anymore. Like, like he, he it's one shot of him charging into like. Uh, the mass right next scene he's missing an ear and Tormund's like I guess I'll take him (laughs) so like he doesn't even pet him or be like good dog he's just like get him the fuck out of here (laughs) like so we went from Game of Thrones being shit I think we need to transition into I want to talk about battle tactics real quick (laughs) oh no so battle tactics at least since the Battle of the Bastards have been always so like just bad like the Battle of the Bastards was a great episode of uh, just awesome. It's the best episode of TV I've ever seen. But it is um, the tactics were we're gonna reenact the Battle of Kanai, right? Where the where the where Rome got basically um, squeezed to death by Carthage. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, basically they surrounded the Romans, mm-hmm. squeezed them, and they all died. Like fifty, like it, like up to fifty thousand Romans just died, right? Mm-hmm. And then John was like, "Well, that looks fun." So I'm gonna do that with my army, um, and just buy into like literally, like 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 literally everything I shouldn't be doing. I'm gonna do that, right? Great TV, but I was like, um, afterwards, I'm like, you know, yeah, maybe you know, John shouldn't be like like strategizing the battles now, and then we get to Battle of Winterfell, and it's like, oh, he really shouldn't be anymore. I just wanted to see a scene of people arguing about strategy because we never got that right. We we got the we'll we'll we'll, we'll park um, you know uh, Drake from Degrassi and the and the Godswood, um, and we'll put Theon and his boys to defend him, and then we'll be on the dragons, and then we'll just hold them off. Right, but no one's like saying how they're gonna do that. And so when you get to the where they're where they're going to do that, and you go, why the fuck are you doing any of this? This, um, Josh, you had something. Yeah. So I was gonna say, I think that's kind of endemic of one of the reasons why I don't like the show anymore is because Game of Thrones, as much as we love the battles, it's about the strategizing, it's the plotting, it's, it's the character development. Like they talk about Battle of Blackwater, they talked about these things, and I was invested in that. I think all the battles, like originally, so I think it's it's gotten to a point where like we're just literally, and I, I keep harping on this, we're literally like you know playing to the lowest common denominator because like the point of Game of Thrones, the point of A Song of Ice and Fire, isn't um, isn't the battles it's no, not it's the dragons not. it's not the magic it's not the white walkers it's not it's the a, throne it's not the throne it's not for the battle of the throne it's literally how people suffer under war and yeah. how and they, yeah they've driven that home yeah right. and and that's and the show just completely missed that i feel like um last last thoughts about the show yeah wrap it up okay i just want to i want to get i want to get out this fucking tactics I'll, I'll rapid fire. So this is the the biggest battle of all time. This is going to fucking decide who lives and who dies forever, right? So here's how we're going to do it. We're going to send the, the Dothraki, right? To their graves. The, our, her most loyal guys. These guys rode on ships. They hate that. And then she's like, well, just dive into the this, this gnashing horde of monsters with flaming swords that looks really cool. Don't get me wrong. It's a great shot. But why, man? Why would you do that? They lasted 30 seconds. Like, I know they're, they're cavalry, and do you not, you, what, what else are you going to do with them? But it, there had to be a million different reasons. I just wanted to see one scene of, of, I, some, of someone being like, um, 
we're gonna we're gonna charge them in there, and they just go, "That's stupid." I'll hit. I'll yeah. tell you. I'll tell you why it makes sense within the context of like the show and, and even in the books as well. Is the Dothraki are lauded as um, open plains fighters? They're really good on the open sure. field, but they're not. They're not good in close quarters. So that's the sure. It's just. It's just. I. I think there's a, a middle ground between recognizing that they're not like they're, they're probably not useful. Dismounted. Like they're not going to be so good. Yeah. Between let's just. Throw them into this. It's basically like um, when you when I was a sociopathic little kid, and I threw a grasshopper into an ant hill. Yeah, and Dude, we, need get, to, we need to talk about this. They just get taken apart. It just I it was the only thing that got my dick hard. And, <laughs> uh, remains that case uh, uh, today, um, and it, it just lasts like they last so yeah. And then artillery is in front, right? Because you know with you don't you don't use all t- artillery to kill people right this you use it to siege so regardless we'll just get one volley off and then that'll be gone we'll park people in front of the trench so that i i just i just i just wanted a scene of people arguing over strategy so i can understand why this dumbass strategy it's, got taken listen i think we, we can sum it up it's a shit show now it's a, it's a shit show and a shit show, right? They just, they just went for what looks cool. Yeah, like the it's, Thraki charging looked cool, so we'll go with it. It's, even it's a it shit show, sense. and even more a shit show is George R. R. Martin recently posted on his not a blog. He posted that he is glad that Biden, Joe Biden, is running for president. All right, this is where we transition into politics, people. So you thought. This was just going to be a, a nerdy guy's bitching about Game of Thrones. Now it's nerdy guy's bitching about politics. Pull the sneak so. on you. All right. So I've, um, I'm aware of this. I've seen some things he said about Biden. I didn't read the whole post. I can pull so. it up really quick on my phone. I was reading it earlier. So okay, essentially, quite interesting. Yeah. While Josh is doing that. So essentially, like, you know, George R. R. Martin's this like old like old man, right? And he's <laughs> he's kind of he's one of those like anybody but Trump people. Yeah. Kind of, but like also he kind of he's. I feel like he has like this really big heart on for Biden because he's like a an establishment dim, right? Well, they're both really old white dudes. Yeah, right? and and which you know I'm just saying like real recognize real in the sense where he, um, I don't know. Um, I was gonna say he, I, I laughed when you're like George R. R. Martin is really old dudes. Like, yeah, like that's the only thing I know about him. Yeah, really, he's that he's old. He's gonna die soon, so we need those books. He's please. he's old and he like he's kind of like some of his speeches are kind of creepy, but like he also <laughs> like he's a like really the, bi- the only thing I know is he's a really big Spider Man fan, and he was like one of the first people ever to go to San Diego Comic Con, and also like apparently his politics cool. are absolute shit. Like. I mean, it's just interesting. Insofar as he doesn't have any. Yeah, it's just interesting that some, like, you know, you look at Game of Thrones as, like, a show, and it looks like there's, like, he has stuff to say, right? Like, 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 like important messages. And then mm-hmm. it's just interesting that in his real life, he doesn't really seem to have that. Yeah. Josh, just, did you pull it up? Yeah. Yeah, so I got it pulled up. Um, here's the actual quotes. He said, there are a lot of good Democrats running, maybe too many. And I'd probably vote for any one of them over the president or the over the present blot upon the Oval Office. That was on his blog, and then he okay. said the two things he wants in a nominee is someone who can beat Trump. I think we can all agree in that. All right. And then the second point was someone who would actually be good, uh, good slash great president. And he said Biden qualifies on both uh, accounts. So- <laughs> What's the the egregious part is when George R. R. Martin says that Biden's campaign launch speech was kick ass and so true what's ironic about this whole thing right that we've been talking about like game of thrones and all this um we we said that a song of ice and fire is about how war is terrible and how it hurts people but yeah. biden is like pro-war yeah he voted for the iraq it's it just yeah he voted for the iraq war and it's just interesting that you did you still make that connection right yeah um but yeah but so i love the i need someone who can beat trump and i need someone who's going to be a great president what metric are you are you are you going by? It's like I need a car, right? So I need it to have have four wheels, and I need it to get me from A to B. It's like you've you've narrowed down your choices yeah. by zero percent, right? Um, yeah, I just yeah, I just find it. it well, you know, it's, it doesn't it doesn't like it doesn't blow me away that much yeah. because at the end of the day, he's really old. Um, you know, he's probably one of those people that doesn't you know just didn't give a shit about politics before 
Trump came along. Mm. Like he's like you know maybe one of those old boomer types who was like yeah, it was all you know. Reagan. Well, we know he gave he, we know he gave a shit about politics in 1994 because Game of Thrones came out in 1994. So sure. that's okay. Fair enough. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so Josh, what do you what do you think of this? Uh, I think that this is. George R. R. Martin endorsing Biden is is kind of just perfect for the situation because mm. he says the reason why he wants Biden is not because of any policy he's yeah. pushing out, not because of any of his ideas. If we can like narrow it down, it's because he looks like a president mm. we might have yeah. had before. Yeah, and he he's not Trump, and so <laughs> like I think that that's a really lazy lazy way to look at this he, race why cannot why can't policy be in the discussion well he see the thing is like biden uh would be a good president and only in so far as aesthetic reasons because like he reminds you of like obama mm-hmm. and and i think that's the only reason that he likes joe biden is because he reminds him of obama which obama sure. was a shit president as well but like we have this where my favorite part of that entire thing is where he states like, oh, there's a lot, there's probably too many, there's a lot of good Democratic nominees and there's too many. Take. It's like, there's no, like, there's two good ones. Yeah. There's one great one and one all right one. And I mean, the rest are cr- trash. Um, It's just, it's the assumption that we've had good presidents yeah. um, in the past that I think uh, a lot of people are going off of. When when you're, uh, you know, red-pilled uh, non-cucks, <laughs> like us boys here, uh, you know, we're the big brain boys who know everything. You know that we haven't really had great presidents other than uh, Jimmy Carter, uh, who repped Georgia on the national stage, who I love uh, forever. Um, yeah, it's just the, it's like, like I said, I, I just don't, I think he's the type that just didn't really care about politics until. Like not not like really care, like 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 enough to endorse someone for president. Yeah. Until Trump became president, because I feel like it made a lot of like you know like liberals right. I'll I'll use the L word. Um, just like like realize okay, so politics may actually have stakes for us now, mm. whereas before it was just whatever elected Democrat. Well, he's you know the thing um, about it is like he he's afforded that luxury of not caring about politics because he's he's an old white guy who's and like on death door and has a lot of fucking money yeah. so you know like he has that luxury he doesn't he's just like oh i guess biden would be a good president it's like bro you won't even see his presidency like, and, and the problem is yeah. biden is all <laughs> biden is oh my god <laughs> just like bro you're gonna die soon like oh god that's so that, that that obsession over his him dying i can't imagine being someone who is just constantly having like field questions about like be dying. Like, like <laughs> when are you going to do, dude, you're going to die soon. Look at you. Look at your state of your health right now. You're going to die. <laughs> give me my book. Like give it to me right now. Like I couldn't, I, I just, yeah, I just, I feel for him on that sense because I feel like I would go a little crazy if everyone is, is just counting on the clock until I croak. So they can have their their fantasy book. <laughs> he should just fucking. He should just go out with the transcript and just fucking I would just burn be like, it. Like, listen, listen. He should just burn it in the forest. Yeah, like, you're never get it. Sacrifice it to Satan. Like he just burns it. Like he goes on live stream. Like I'm releasing it now, and he just burns it and shoots himself in the head. Like, <laughs> and I don't have kids, so fuck off. I don't, does he have kids? I don't know. Is he married? Yeah, he's married. Okay. Okay. Maybe he Good has kids. Him. Maybe he has a like a, a Tolkien Jr. who can who can salvage that. <laughs> a Christopher R. R. Martin. <laughs> yeah. Christopher R. R. Martin. Or just a George R. R. Martin Jr. So just like a, a million different uh, initials at the end. It's literally a it's literally George R. R. Martin, but like shorter, and like a little bit younger. Yeah. No, he's he, he he got the, the same outfit. He's got the same outfit yeah. on with he his, looks the exact same. With his like, bullshit suspenders. He's, like, he's the uh, is the meme like the don't talk to me or my son ever again. He looks the exact same just like tinier um i would love if that was reality josh are you looking i'm thinking he does have kids and aside a little aside uh before we get into our our next topic but like i saw this tweet and it was like imagine biden eating out like some pussy and he just snaps his suspenders yeah and says uh would you like to hear about the dragons yeah oh yeah 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 the martin the imagine uh jr yeah 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 yeah. 
I, I, I literally like. I, I love this concept too much. I can't talk about it. <laughs> the, imagine George R. R. Martin snapping on his offenders <laughs> and then going after like a mad dog on your pussy. <laughs> like, I can imagine that. I'm imagining it right now, and I'm really happy about it. Oh. Um, I imagine I I have this sick obsession with imagining like these like these type of figures just fuck like raw dogging people like my Bro, favorite like Zizek fucking his really hot wife like I just imagine Zizek yeah. like like his way too hot for him wife like that's my that was another thing <laughs> that was like I love the the AOC memes I saw about her boyfriend being like a five. Oh, Which it gives me hope. I looked, at that, can- <laughs> I looked at that guy and I'm like, "That's me." <laughs> yeah, like I'm ugly as fuck too. Like, yeah. it was like it was mean, like really mean that they yeah, were no, saying absolutely. shit. Absolutely, the, the 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 original tweet is just like someone being absolutely miserable and then attacking some, dragging a guy who who is like super supportive and sweet and nice and whatever. Right, I would fuck him. Um, but I looked at that picture. I'm like, oh my god! Like I'm looking in a mirror. <laughs> like if this, it gave me hope, it gave me. It made me sad because uh, a guy who I, I literally basically look like is getting dragged for being ugly, which you know I, I'm aware of. That's fine. But um, it may give me a little hope because like you know AOC, like she's with this dude and she's yeah, he, awesome. Um, but also like he's also like a supportive nice person too. So I was like, ah, oh, I, I need to get that. I need to get that. You're going. you're good in the looks department as far as matching him, but you got to work on the personality yeah, I gotta a like, little bit. Yeah, yeah, I got to work on that. Even if it's not genuine, just for, force it. But yeah, the Zizek. I was gonna say my go-to is Elron Hubbard because he's <laughs> just like this, like again, like a amorphous blob of a man. I was at out to dinner with people there, and one of the like the the, the I actually hang out with with women. Oh, <laughs> I know that's gonna freak. Wow, well, wait a minute. You like Bernie and you're a brochalist, but you hang out with women? I, I thought we we're supposed yeah, to hate women. I know. I'm a, I don't I'm, think you got the memo. I'm betraying my brand right now when yeah. I say that. I actually talk to women about frothing at the mouth <laughs> and, and shushing them. Um, but one of them was like, yeah, I, you know, I have a daddy thing. And, you know, they were talking about like like people like, you know, at UWG, um, like professors that they that they like, that they think have a daddy thing. Mm. And I was, and, I, and they started talking about like celebrities, and I was like, yeah, like Elron Hubbard, and they're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, Elron Hubbard, look him up. He's got straight daddy vibes. Like, imagine him, like just like pouring himself into you, like like shit like that. And they're like, I don't know, like what the fuck you're talking about, man. I'm like, I guess people just don't see like him as like a super attractive dude, which I do. I look at that. I'm like, I get why he fucked so much as like Zizek fucks though, like straight up. Zizek is just like yeah. he's going straight to Pound Town like every night on his fucking hot. You show me that picture and I was like, blown damn, away. I was yeah, like, right. Isn't she like ten years younger than him? She's like twenty or thirty years younger than him. Okay, I don't think maybe we should. <laughs> 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 I want to get across that um, while this is uh, you know kudos to the man. It's also uh, uh, deeply unsettles me uh, to see this, <laughs> to, to know that that's happening, um, that he's fucking this, that this uh, raccoon of a man is fucking uh, a, a nice, beautiful young lady. Listen, this is a uh, this is a this is a politics podcast that we do not slander Papa Zizek. He's not in politics, though. Well, he's not like a politician, right? Right, but he talks about politics. Fair enough. Um, uh, okay. What were we on? We were talking about something. Right? We're talking about Biden. Oh yeah. So the, Biden. The, the side, so yeah, the yeah. thing is, like, okay. So one, like, Biden's a shit fucking candidate. They're most of them are shit, right? But here's the thing: the the le- the one of the only. I think we can all agree that like one of the only viable candidates in the race so far is Bernie, right? The one that's I mean, going I would to say like yes. That we all we we um we are all in agreement. If you're if if anyone's listening to this, that we are coming from this from the perspective that. Uh, Bernie is the viable candidate for all of us. Yes. Um, with Warren for at least me and you being a second choice, I would be perfectly fine with her. I w- see. The thing is, I'd be well. fine with Warren. Like, if she, if she wasn't so bad in the polls. But yeah, the, I, I mean, we'll talk about the polls. But yeah, I, the thing is with Warren, um, I think that she is fine. But the biggest problem is that she. It's, she's she's not like Bernie's a socialist like she's a she's a capitalist like I think yeah. there's the distinction between the two it's like uh, you know we're uh, I will say this we're I'm I, at least I'm aware and she can't beat Trump I mean those I, I looked at those head to heads that released uh, where she's behind him and I just feel like uh, I'll, I'll say this so I, I think Warren is you know very much has like very effect like very thought well thought out policy I think she's a great candidate it's just 
like all Trump is going to do is just harp on the Pocahontas thing. Yeah. And just, and just, it doesn't matter how many times we say that's abhorrent or it's racist or it's bullshit. He's just going to keep doing, saying that like, what like, with like, um, like, a like, uh, a Pete booty gig or whatever. Right. Yeah. He'll, he'll just call him Peter butthead. <laughs> his fans will, will eat that shit up and he'll win by 50 because it does not matter how many times we, we like, you know, say, well, that's, that's like unbecoming. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like it does not matter anymore. Right. He's, he's well, the completely thing, the, proved well, it does not matter. We know like from the last election, right. That like, if you try and Josh and I were harping on this last episode, yeah. if you try and play the identity politics game, if you try and moralize with Trump, you're going to lose nine and a half times out of 10. Like you are, you will not, Win the moral battle with Trump. You have to win him because, on yeah, politics. Yeah, you have to win. You have to win people over with like what you're gonna do, and not it, with I am not like basically like that's the message that like Biden and like 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 Be, uh, like a uh, Beto O'Rourke and the other like the other fifty white dudes who are running, who are and just Kamala literally a cop Harris. Yeah, who are just saying I'm not Trump, and that's not gonna win. That's not gonna well. Win. That's what Hillary did. And we saw no, that no, exactly, out. and that's not you're not really gonna you're not gonna galvanize people like I know for us three here does not get me going at all. Yeah, no, we yeah. don't listen. We do not care about like your identity. We do not care about like all that stuff. What we care about is your your politics, and if yeah, you can you if you it? can change like not like Obama changed, but like if you can change things, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, not, not not capital C. Well, capital C hashtag change. Yeah. Um, I just I was thinking of like I, I run through my head what would happen with like um, like all the candidates running against Trump. Trump I feel like with Bernie he's a bit of a bat like like a little wrote himself into a corner in the sense that he he you know was was one of the ones saying Bernie would have won right. So I feel like that could be like if 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 he goes on to get the nomination and they run against each other that's something that you can go off on saying. Well, you yourself are saying, you know what I'm saying? And like that, that Trump, like, nom- like actually does matter for mm. people who voted for him. Like with like, like our own in Georgia, Governor Kemp, um, uh, uh, piss on his uh, name, um, mm-hmm. got a huge bump from Trump nominating him over Casey Cagle, who was like the, like the establishment. Like he was the guy, Nathan Deal, basically yeah. said, you're going to be the next governor. And people are like, oh, sure. But then Trump said Kemp, and then Kemp won by a landslide over him. And I, I think that's important. So, and then he stole the election from Abrams. Yeah, and then they stole, yeah, then he, then he presided over his own fucking election like a banana republic dictator, um, <laughs> which is fine. It's fine. Uh, it's America. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and, but yeah, but like, so like the Trump, like, even if it's something as little as, you know, saying he would have won, is, I feel like, is in, like important to note. Um, and his, Nickname for him is just Crazy Bernie, which is like the worst nickname. I just feel like 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 Beto O'Rourke, like Trump will just like you know say call Beto O'Dork or something. Yeah, and Beto will get up there, we'll stand on table and be like, "Listen, we got to bring this country together." Well, he'll 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 be like, "We can't trust this Irishman." Like they'll bring back Irish racism. Yeah, he'll just like, say some shit like that, and then like Beto will like stammer and then say, "This is who we are." Yeah, and then we'll prove, yes, it is who we are, and then he'll lose. Like Kamala, like I feel like if he if Trump runs against anyone black, like the N word is coming out of. Him. <laughs> I swear, like like when that when he did that rally where he called like the NFL players sons of bitches, I know he wanted to say the N word. I I have seen he's thinking it on the cusp. I've seen people think the N word, and that man was thinking like he's like it's Alabama, like they love me here, like. Can I just can I just say it? And they were like, no, like I don't think this is the one thing that won't run with will not do you any favors if you say that. And then he probably still thought about it. Well, he he's like on that podium. Well, Trump, and I don't know. I want you to chime in, uh, Josh. But like Trump, I don't. Trump, like <laughs> Trump has been speaking like basically with impunity. Like he doesn't care. Like, and I think that's a lot of his actual appeal to like the sure. voter base yeah. is because he's he. The thing was like when when 2016 happened, uh, American people wanted they they were pissed off at the Obama years for nothing happening. You know, basically like no like no basically no change. It was just aesthetics, right? Yeah. And a lot of bad shit happened during the Obama years. And so, or, they, or if the, the the change that did happen, they perceived it as, as bad, yeah, as um sort of attacking like um it's like a reaction, like it's a reactionary feeling to the to. Uh, 
I feel like it's it's a double reaction in a sense that for for Democrats for established for like liberals I you know for people like us obviously um, nothing changed even for some like the more milk toast liberals didn't feel like he got much accomplished so that like the base is not galvanized there mm-hmm. um, and then on the right they've been fed this idea that he's ruined he's you know eroded the the whatever right like he's uh, uh, you know changing everything about our, 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 you know, what makes America great. Right. And, um, you know, political correctness and SJWs, shit like that. Right. So they're coming from it from that angle. So Trump is a reaction to that. And then Hillary not winning is a reaction to the fact that we just like, you know, we're being promised four more years of Obama. And for a lot of people, that's like not, that's not enough to go off. Well, that's the thing. Like, and it, it was like Trump, like Hillary was literally the establishment, right? She was like everything that was wrong with politics. Yeah. And you have a guy who comes along and says he's going to change thing. Like he's not, he's not a politician. Who's a, he's he's just, he's just he a says grifter. he's not bought or yeah. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> yeah. We know, we know, we know he's a grifter, yeah. right? But uh, you know, grifters can be pretty persuasive about that. Even you know. yeah, what, see, this is what, what I'm worried about. Josh, like I want you to, I personally do. I feel like Matt. We could just act. We could just. We'll try. We'll try him on this one, right? So I think we're gonna like transition a little bit to where we're t- we're still talking about the same thing, but like one of the problems that we have with the, the current race right now, uh, the Democratic race, is that um, Bernie has been. Ha- they the the media CNN MSNBC all the media outlets have been like trying to tear Bernie down so much that yeah. uh, that we. Uh, me personally, I don't know about YouTube, but I feel like if Bernie doesn't get it, it's going to be a repeat of 2016 and Trump will win in 2020. No, I, I completely agree. I think that you just see it time and time again that these CNN hosts are like grilling Bernie on, on not great points um, and that it was almost easier for him to manage the Fox News debate mm-hmm. um, because it was like very transparent what they were trying to do. Where CNN, yeah. people watching CNN, I feel like, under the impression that they're it's on fair. their side or it's yeah, fair yeah. Um, and that just asking Bernie these really stupid questions yeah. um, about especially when it comes to his voting record uh, they were talking about um, the some bill that got passed that Biden was a part of um, it's, it was the crime bill I think it was the, yeah, yeah it was they the, were saying this is yeah. such a horrible bill how could you ever vote for it and he's like well one look, Biden wrote the bill and he's like Sometimes when you're a politician, reality is you have to compromise. And it was um, it was it was packaged with the uh, Violence Against Women Act, which he stood for and really wanted, and also yeah, so, uh, ban against assault weapons. So it was like, so if you voted like, so th- that's the idea. That's mm-hmm. sort of like the trappings of of you know a bridge to nowhere. Yeah, a bridge to nowhere. Where um, the you know what you really want is packaged with something awful, and if you don't vote for it, then on your record is you voting no against, against yeah. something you've wanted, and that people can see and that your constituents uh, know that you want. So yeah, it's again, it's a, it's not a great point, right? Um, because yeah, it's not a great point. But well, not just that. Like, them. so the Fox Town Hall, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone was harping on Bernie, going like, and all the, you see, the, like these leftists, and they're all harping on Bernie. You shouldn't go to Fox News, like they're racist, like whatever. And it's like, well, the, Bernie goes on Fox News not for you, right? Like he's not yeah. going on Fox yeah. News to reach you. He's going on Fox News to reach like the like the Peterson mm-hmm. fans, right? Like the people, the fifteen year old kids who are watching that show, like with their parents living in the South, yeah, right. And then Bernie made a lot of sense, and he got. Like everyone was applauding him. They were on his side. Yeah, yeah. He worked the crowd really well. And then you you flash forward to the CNN town yeah. hall, where they pick like the most like the crappiest people to ask him questions, and he he answered fantastic. But it was like, wow, Bernie said this. Like all the headlines were like, I can't believe yeah. Bernie said people should have the fucking the vote. Boston bomber. Yeah, yeah, that shit. Um, I I I hate. I just hated that that came out of it. Uh, the most the Boston bomber thing the centrist girl I I I know before we started this I really wanted to go on about that about the centrist society um, you know my main thing being just what do you talk about in a like like <clears throat> when I saw it they have a club like I didn't know that like, centrist organized right I thought they just all agreed that shit was fine yeah so like why are you organizing into a club to talk about what do you talk about in a centrist club like 
you know, a right club will bitch about how things aren't right enough, or a left club will think will bitch about like you know us. We're a left leftist <laughs> club. We're bitching about stuff. I get that. Like we feel the need to gather to do a podcast. Why would it, like centrist ever self-identified centrist ever feel the need to get together to talk about things? Right? It's because I don't. I don't think. And I, and I want your opinion as well. I, I don't think that centrists, like especially like in that regard, um, I don't think she necessarily was. Like I think she was. She was. She seemed very adamant against socialism. What, what, what's that? That's the rub, right? Is that um, centrist? Like that's it's usually just a cover for like. You say I'm you're super right, but I don't want to like have the stigma of being a Republican. So you say you're centrist because you you want you say I like capitalism and but I hate I don't like racism, right? Like you kind of go I don't want to yeah. be lumped in with those racists, but like no, that's exactly it. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, you, Dave Rubin literally. Well, oh. we could. He's a bit of an enigma, that's, but that will be off but, topic. But yes, yeah. it's a little bit. So I'll try to keep it on point. But he off, he yeah. claims he claims that the reason he changed his views and no longer I, identifies with the left, and I think you've seen this with Roseanne Barr as yeah. and other people. <laughs> I've seen a lot of things with her. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. but is that? Oh, I don't like this identity politics. I don't like this anti-free speech movement. I'm still a liberal cent- and a centrist, um, but I just can't stand for what the left is doing. Yeah. Um, well, Dave Rubin is a is a is a bootlicking like shit sucking weasel. So <laughs> I don't think we need to discuss him too much. We don't. But I will say the like the two videos I've seen of him recently are when Ben Shapiro, right? The, oh God. The, the, uh, the Don't tod- get me started. The, the yeah. toddler king of the intellectual right um, came on, and basically uh, Dave Rubin, who was pro-choice, basically like just agreed with him that abortion is wrong because he he has no he has no backbone. He has the um, as John Mulaney said, has the moral backbone of a chocolate eclair. So he just sort of shifts and changes with the wind. Or when he had an, another guy on. Um, this conservative guy and they're like agreeing, having a good time. And then he, the guy finds out that Dave is gay. Yeah. And then basically just tells him to his face that homosexual, you know, like basically just tells him, well, that's a sin, you know, abomination, whatever. Right. And Dave just takes it with a shit eating grin on his face because he has no backbone. Like I said, he has no backbone. He is. A Did you see what the guy's reaction was when he found out Dave Rubin was gay? That's what I was saying. Oh, you that, saw, you saw I the reaction. Saw okay. Yeah. He, well, a little off point, but again, like he he invited like him and Ben Shapiro are like halfway decent they're, friends they're or whatever. But, yeah, they're, they're but I don't he, want to say butt buddies, but they're they are bosom buddies. There we go. He invited Ben Shapiro. He's like, hey, why don't like this this video has been circulating around Twitter. He invited Ben Shapiro to like a cookout with him and his boyfriend or husband. I'm not sure if he's married, but yeah, he's married. One of, okay, so his his husband, right? He invited him to a cookout, and Ben's like, I don't con like he said he straight up said I I'm Jewish. I don't condone that. Like I'm not going. Yeah, and it's like it's like why. Why? It's like having respect for yourself too. It's like he takes it to such an extreme that I like. Not only do I need to to tolerate people like that, I need to actively try to get them, try to be involved with them. Yeah. It's like have respect for yourself when well, someone it, tells you that I you're an abomination and I disagree with you. You tell them the fuck off. You well, don't go. Like, oh, I, I disagree. You know. Go, go ahead. It's like the. It's like the Peterson thing, right? Like it's like Peterson and like those types of guys, right? Like you, you kind of, you know, they know there's a problem, but they can't, they won't admit. Like they'll never throw capitalism under the bus, right? They'll literally invent like all the oh, it's like cultural yeah. Marxism. Oh, it's mm-hmm. like you know yep. postmodern neo Marxists. They'll literally invent any type of thing. It's not the system that's that's bad. It's blank that's abusing the system you know what i'm saying yeah and it's oh, and yeah. it's it, those guys right like they hit the demographic that bernie tried to reach in the fox news yeah, right and Ber- bernie said white. this is the problem yeah. we know it's the problem we've known it's a problem for since it was created yeah right um and i'm here to tell you this is how you fix it and unfortunately and i really hope that he I, i'm hoping that he you know gets the nomination but um, you know, with the the media haranguing him at literally every single yeah. turn, it's because like the thing is like the right doesn't like Bernie because he's socialist, and like the 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 right leaning media doesn't yeah. like Bernie because he's socialist, mm-hmm. and then the left leaning like establishment media doesn't like him because he's socialist. Like that's yeah. you know he's it's yeah. a lose lose situation in those regards, but he's. He, I, 
we said in the last podcast, what's interesting about Bernie is he hits a lot of like he's he's hits a lot of like Venn diagrams. Like he hits a lot of circles. He's like, you know, like the libertarian dude college bros who just want free yeah. college. Like they they like Bernie and like brochalists like Bernie and, and yeah. actual, you know, like brochalists like Bernie. But Yeah, yeah. Um um Town Hall though. I want to hit more on that. Because I feel like we've, 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 we've yeah, that the CNN town hall, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like we brought that up, so I just want to get back to that. Because um, I think you're, I think you're, you're, you are mentioning something I've, I've seen. We've all brought it up, mm-hmm. but just seeing the sort of the uh, dichotomy and coverage mm. where at the town hall, especially sort of um, like the I can't say his name right, booty gig. Peter, I'll just call him. I'll just call him Peter. Booty Jesus. Booty He's basically just getting asked. So, like, you know, you know, what are you doing later, man? Like, what's your Sunday like? Um, speaking, like, speaking Klingon. Yeah, they're like, hey, can you in Norwegian tell us like some of your policies? No, okay, well, that's uh, we'll just move on then. Bernie, like, why do you fucking hate freedom, man? That's, that's the question. It's like, what's your fucking problem, Bernie? Don't you know my parents, like, yeah. fled you? Yeah. Don't you know we fled the Soviet Union to get away from, like, free college? And, like, like affordable health care? Like, yeah. Um, and then they're like, they're like, uh, you know, Kamala, like, you know, what, where do you get your hair? The taxes. The yeah. taxes at the town hall pissed me off so much because like i've explained it like i had to explain it to multiple people what do you think about bernie being a millionaire like how can you be a socialist and be a millionaire it's like how dare you live in society it's exactly that it's a <laughs> there's a there's actually a good russell brand quote which i wouldn't bring up usually um but where he's like when i was poor and talking about people like inequality and, pe- and poverty people just like we're just envious jealous. or jealous or whatever yep. now that i'm rich and talking about that they're saying where well, you're just you know you're a hypocrite. Um, you're a hypocrite. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it just comes. It's like a damn dude. If you do, they just didn't want you to talk about it at all. Mm. Right? That, yeah, that's that it's was just in, a way to shut down. That was in Mark Fisher's uh, capitalist realism, uh, the vampire exiting the vampire castle. That was yeah. his his essay that he quoted. That yeah, and it, it's like that's the thing. Like they harp on Bernie for literally everything, and and honestly, like Bernie is just going to have this like huge uphill battle, and 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 um, you know he's the only person. In within the race that I feel like actually can change things for the better, at least at least at the very least normalizing those types of ideals, right? Yes, like him and AOC and people like that yeah. who are moving the left to where like the left orig- like where we need to be. Where we where they're they're making a left. We don't we didn't have a left for so long in this country. We just yeah. For so long, we've not had a actual like like left wing. Mm-hmm. It's only been we've only had the Democrats who have been mostly you know center center like maybe center left to center right. We've not had a left wing. And it's yeah, been it's a yeah. I mean, it is a uphill battle just creating that. I mean, we could look. Uh, there's the horrors of capitalism. There's the horrors of of communism. Let's talk about the horrors of centrism and doing nothing and just sitting by and letting our government I mean, run free and do whatever they want. And it's like, yeah, it's like apathy. Mm-hmm. Right? So people have taught like before I like 2016, like well, more like 2012, right? When I was first able to vote, um, something that got thrown around was like apathy, right? People are apathetic about politics. Yeah, and or I, just voting in general. Or just voting, yeah. And I think it's because um, they're, you know, it's, it's like an ingrained apathy in people, right? Um, and it's like sort of double-sided where we have centrist apathy where people just agree that everything's fine. and Or or that shit is bad, but what can we really do? What, what can mm. you do, right? You throw mm. up your hands and you say, well, you know, the healthcare sucks, but, you know, what are we going to do about it, right? Better things aren't possible. Right. It's just it's just the way it is now is, is the best we're gonna do. And then you have the the other engendered apathy, which works that help the status quo as well, is where people say, Well, it's not gonna do anything. Like I vote doesn't matter. We right? can we can imagine the end of the world before we imagine the end of capitalism. Yeah. We can imagine yeah, exactly. We can imagine the earth cooking us to death before we imagine yeah, like actually uh, you know, fundamentally changing the way we do things. Um I just love, I, I I didn't watch the whole town hall. I'll tell you that, but I just love the clips I did see from it. That just felt like 
again, just, you know, you know, asking Beto, like, what's your favorite punk band? Like, you know, Dead Kennedys, are you into them? And they just moved to Birdie. And there's like, well, first question, like, how dare you? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah, just that 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 centrist. So we talk about centrist club, but seeing that 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 question, right? Uh, her asking him that, and then just seeing like like a story in three words or three pictures, where you see you see who she is. And they just say she's a Harvard student, and then you delve deep into it. And you realize not only is she a Harvard student, she's part of this centrist club, which I don't know what the fuck they do, but there's a club of them. And then, then you find out she lives in a in a, a mansion with her parents who make a ton of money, and then you find out that she's best friends with Mitch McConnell, and it's just like perfect, peeling back the layers of who they get to ask these questions, right? Like they sought, like how did she yeah her, wind her, up being one of the people who asked those questions? Her grandpappy escaped the horrors the of, horrors of, of Brezhnev of Brezhnev, yeah. and then came over and just decided like, oh shit, like we live in a America is a place where we can fucking exploit everybody, but, and they, they decide yeah. to really exploit everybody and that. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Like, it's just, you know, it's not like, like what's interesting. And this is what I said earlier. It doesn't matter how much money like Bernie has, right? Like the, 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 the point is politics, right? Yeah, like it's his, politics. Yeah. he, he's saying that a world with billionaires is immoral, which is true. Yeah. And even like, you know, oh, well, why doesn't Bernie just give up all his money? Well, like, wh- why doesn't everybody just give up all their money? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's such a non-argument, and you have to fight these types of rhetorics, like, constantly. And to give that a yeah. platform, honestly, like, when CNN did, you know, and said, yeah. here you go. It's, just, they, it's tiring. Yeah, and, yeah. and you constantly hear that debate, and then you also constantly hear, again, like, and I said it, and, you know, you get, we were talking about it earlier, right? And a lot of people misconstrue they say oh well, like democratic socialism is literally like so the soviet union which it's not it's not no. and you know you have people who come up and talk about like venezuela and they're like bernie's trying to bring venezuela here yeah my, one of my favorite memes is uh people just sort of like like um it's like people just progressively getting Venez- venezuela wrong so they just see, keep saying the name wrong. <laughs> like it's like starts with Venezuela and then they start saying Vuvuzela <laughs> at the end. So it's like whenever you're like, oh, you know, maybe healthcare should be affordable, and people are like, what about Vuvuzela? You know, I just love, I just love uh, that because it really, I mean, that's really what it is. Is that it's just it's like a, it's a it's a a club they just beat you over the head with and yeah. say stop talking about these things. Yeah, let's not let's not yeah. look into like let's go very surface level and say socialism is bad because Venezuela because instead of saying like hey why is why is Venezuela like that let's look at the history of Venezuela please let's, Matt it's Venezuela Venezuela you fucking gringo <laughs> uh, gringo I think um, I think a good way to end this because I am running uh, running things is to talk about where the race is right now democratic race. Uh, not the race of people, like the, 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 uh, <laughs> where the, the Venezuelans primary. are. Yeah, um, the primary, and then maybe predictions of where things are going to go. Our hot takes. I think we should do end a round of hot takes on where the race is going to end up, because as we know all know, you know, things a year and a half from now will be the exact same. So, I, I feel like Josh should start us off because go ahead, Josh. Hot uh, take. Yeah, there's going to be a controversial move where. Kamala is she's gonna be nominated, but she's not gonna announce one VP. She's gonna have two co-VPs. Okay. Of Beto and uh, Pete Buttigieg, they're gonna form a super team. They're gonna a be like, the only way to take down Trump is for all three of us to band together. How do you take down the system within the system itself? <laughs> you get look at all of our shit policies put to get one person. So it's the it's the holy trifecta. One person has no policies. The other two have like some of the shittiest policies that affect the people that they claim to like. I honestly, Josh, the it, it sounds crazy, but the idea that someone would think the way to change things is not only have one useless sidekick, but to have two. Honestly, I could see that actually happening. <laughs> Being like, listen, just one VP is not going to get it done, guys. We need another. We need another one to like support the other VP, like a like a like a comfort VP. 
that like brings me coffee and like pets me. Here's here's what I'm thinking, like my hot take, and, okay. and I think this is actually going to happen. I think that because Bernie keeps getting hounded, I think it's going to be a repeat of 2020. They're going to screw him out of the nomination. It's going to be someone who's aesthetically pleasing but has really shit policies, which is literally everybody but Bernie and a little bit of Warren. And they're they are going to lose to Trump. I think Trump is going to get reelected in 2020. That's not even a hot take. That's just sad. That is. <laughs> I will say that is a possibility. I think that is one of the strength, one of the possible, you know, like like uh, whatever timelines we're going to get. I will take a more optimistic route here, in that I think that, um, like like I, I said before, like before, when we weren't recording, I said that the polls are just really hard to gauge right now, mm-hmm. and the ones that are are out right now, I've seen majority of them have Bernie ahead. Um, as far as like, who do you fav- Who do you? Who do you? Would you want to see nominated? And Bernie's mm-hmm. up there. CNN had that poll with Biden really far ahead, but when you look at who they polled, it's people over the age of fifty, and a lot of them like like people over the age of fifty with like a median income of like a hundred thousand dollars, something like that. So the the crowd that you would expect to go for Biden is going for Biden, but. Like the idea that they wouldn't poll like people like eighteen to forty nine, or that they polled so few of them that they didn't even count towards like uh, Lee Carter, who's a representative in Virginia, uh, brought that up and uh, put the picture of like who they polled and was like, "This is like utterly ridiculous that eighteen to forty nine year olds just didn't factor in." Mm. Um, so so it, it's really hard to gauge because like who are they polling right? It's people with landlines. Who the fuck has landlines anymore? Right. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I, I'm hoping for, you know, Bernie to pull out and win. I, my, my prediction is, is that, um, whoever we get, honestly, whoever we get as, as nominee, as, as democratic nominee, I think Biden can beat Trump just on the fact that we've had four years of Trump and, you know, a lot of sentiment that was behind him in 2016 is not there anymore right people have soured on that i i think there's a, a, a you know uh, not with republicans well i think <laughs> but but with well, like maybe like centrist like more centrist people uh you know who were maybe uh in favor of him before aren't but that's well, here, not a huge crowd well here's what here's what i was going to say i think the reason that like literally it has to be like bernie or bus is because the people who would vote for bernie right over trump yeah probably would be upset that Bernie didn't get it again and probably either like not vote or vote for Trump. That's right. True. That was so um, that poll that was talking about him, him voting for Trump was like very bad. It was like not a good poll at all. But the thing about it is like his supporters at least. Um, but the thing about it is like, I feel like through the left, right? Like yeah. through the, all the intricacies of the left, um, <clears throat> Only establishment Dems, most establishment Dems and centrists are like no Trumpers, right? And I think that like a lot, a majority of like the socialists, you know, the, you know, straight up communists, like all those types of people, like they don't want to see any like that's true body else because that's my, my they'll yeah. not vote, right? And I, I said, you it's know, hard, it's hard to swallow because people have been saying vote blue no matter what. It's just really hard to swallow like Biden like being the guy to vote for. Well, like, yeah, because like he's just he's going to be the same thing as Trump, but he's going to be less entertaining. Like that's true. Also, <laughs> I want to uh, I had a question about him is that why does he look like that now? I don't remember Biden looking as scary. Can you pull up a picture? Because I swear to god in the in the Obama days, right, when they were memeing him, I was like this dude looks normal, but now I look at him and I'm like, I don't know why his face is like pulled this nosedive since whatever, right? It's the uh, it's the female hair that he keeps sniffing. So like, this looks fine, like right here. This looks fine to me, right? Yeah. But when there was like a close up of him talking at like his um, announcement speech, and I'm like, he's so like, he's a his ghoul. skin. His skin is so like white. He's a neoliberal ghoul that they just like 
the, like Pete Bouchier, like him and his boyfriend, like grabbed the Necronomicon and like summoned <laughs> up the the neoliberal ghoul from like the depths of yeah, hell. Yeah, like this, like, like that. <laughs> Joe Biden. No, no, no. Oh it's gosh. so it's like pulled back and white now. And like yeah. sometimes it looks like he's had Botox because his face does not move. I just don't know what what happened to the man. Like he was out of the like he wasn't doing anything since yeah. then. Um, so I need a hot take though, because you guys had hot takes. I didn't have a hot take. My hot take is that um, uh, Bernie is going the next debate is gonna bring out a sword and decapitate pretty much his entire competition. I think he'll leave uh, Warren and Kamala there, and then he'll just stand. Um, There'll be the spoils. Yeah, like, no, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Game uh, Game of Thrones is really uh, uh, influencing our our discussion here. Um, No, he'll just stand, like, all the heads in the blood will be just covering the stage. He'll just stand between them and be like, all right, questions. Do we have questions now? Have have I answered? Uh, So, the thing is, (laughs) I came out with the sword because it was either me cutting their heads off or sending them to the gulag. Oh my god, that's a great impression. <laughs> that is a great impression. That's also uh, hits at why I like him so much is because I just have an affinity for that like like Jewish <laughs> like old man accent. I just find it comforting for some reason. Does like, this fit into the daddy spectrum? Honestly, so Josh, as a as a straight man, I, I can't attest to, to to daddy too much, right? Um, uh, but I, I will have to pull the, the next time I hang out with my my, my, my femoid uh, friends. I shouldn't use that. That's an insult term. Uh, my female, my lady friends, my lovely women. I definitely hang out with. I You're brocheless, bro. Like we have to. Look. I know. You know, know. You know. The only thing about Karl Marx wrote in Capital: You have to do toxic masculinity. Yeah, like it's people don't really know. In a footnote, he's like, you can't hang out with women. They'll want to steal your. They want to steal your vital essences. You got to keep that shit to yourself, man. Like like capitalists steal your labor, women steal your cum. So you got to keep it to yourself. Yeah, after I do, I, I have to. I go home and I like choke myself and jerk off to like um, the thought of shushing women. So um, no, next time I do, I'll be like, who has who has daddy energy in the Democratic race? Like I'll ask them. Other than, like you know of the viable candidates that are old and are daddy like, who is the most daddy of them all? Yeah, because I feel like Bernie might win out over Biden because Biden is just Biden's creepy uncle. That's the energy he he gives Nobody off. Nobody likes creepy, creepy uncle. Oh, uh, see, I am daddy, <laughs> and Biden, he is your creepy uncle who will sniff your hair. <laughs> that's that's honestly, he should, he should come out with that the next <laughs> debate. It just come out there and just, it just you you all of you neoliberals like talking about aesthetics. So here's the deal. I'll talk about aesthetics real yeah, quick. Here's this. The thing is, Biden's rapist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have Bernie Sanders in the room with us right now? I feel like if if you pull up a video of him talking, I feel like I'd have him in stereo. Like it'd be. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll see you later. Bye, Bernie. Shit, he just left. Now, that is the commitment to the bit right there. Dang, I wasn't even going that far with the bit. That's great. Um, I think it, that if that's everything, we've covered everything in this uh, podcast. Josh, finish finish us off. Give us the yeah. I mean, I'll we'll relinquish, be back. I'll relinquish, relinquish control. We'll be back, uh, back next week, uh, probably without Cole. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> returning to our so you can skip that usual one. format. <laughs> just skip yeah, next just skip week. it. We'll, we'll we'll let you know when Cole's booked. He's a very busy guy, yeah. and his fee is exuberant. And yeah. some <laughs> of the things you put in your your rider are like very like only blue skittles and. Oh, I did. I didn't mandate that when I got here. We needed to have. Uh, uh, a foot fetish model uh, on on retainer because that's what I'm into. So oh, uh, wait a minute, hold on. Do you hear that? There's someone knocking at the door. Dude, you guys, you did. Listen, <laughs> Cole, you can fuck off. You aren't even a real socialist. And let me tell you something. I will win if nothing more than to see Venezuela in America. I, Bye guys. I honestly thought you were gonna do a, a Bernie's gonna give me a foot job <laughs> fanfic. <laughs> That'll be the after hours. Wait, the, the, my retainer. Bernie the, left. I don't know what you're talking about. Bernie behind his back, dude. Oh, sorry. I, I thought for a second that Bernie was gonna come in and give me a foot job, <laughs> but no, he's not. So, 
All right, guys. Okay. So next episode, we will talk about some other stupid foot stuff. Foot fetishes. Honestly, Josh, when you said your fee is is that, I thought you were gonna say my fee. Like it's literally my <laughs> Oh my god! Right All right, guys. Kinda, yeah. So see you guys later. Sayonara. Yeah. Adios.